This episode is sponsored by NatureBox. Use promo code ORBS at checkout for your next purchase on NatureBox goodies. This time on the Four Orbs, Finch has completed boot camp. It is time for him to be tested. He and three other Crimson Command cadets head into the mountains of Calendria to bring balance to this incredible mountain range. After a month of training with the Crimson Command, Finch, you have been assigned a mission with two other cadets and a mission leader. Your mission leader's name is Grant Corder. He is a trained cleric of the Amalgam of Elements. He wears an amulet of the Amalgam, but is a lot more decorated than that of the other Crimson Command's Amalgam amulets. The other cadets, Rokar and Bryn Talith, have been with you since your first training day. The three of you have become close friends. Rokar is a fierce fighter that has been taught by the Crimson Command to harness the arcane and imbue it with his weapon. He arrives to battle with no weapons in hand or sheathed, but appear to him in his darkest hour. And Bryn has been playing pranks on you ever since you were set as bunkmates. You never can hear him coming. Your mission, however, is the happenings of a scout's report after he returned from the mountains of Calandria with a surge of spiritual activity from a deep cavern. A captain of the Crimson Command has sent the four of you to dive deep into the cavern's twist to locate and expel this surge from Narani's realm as your final test. The four of you enter the cavern and begin your descent into unknown danger. After an hour of climbing and repelling, you come across your first strange sight in one of the cave's small chambers, the dead body of a human man. We found something, guys. I'd like to approach and inspect the body. Okay. Upon inspection of the body, you feel warmth from it. There are no external wounds or trace of blood. Is there a pulse? No. Well, he's dead, but he's still warm, so it's got to be pretty fresh. Does he have any markings of any kind of allegiance to any factions, or is there any indication of why he would have been down here? Uh, Give me an investigation check. Seven. You find a small dagger sheathed in his boot. The man's hands are also soft and not calloused. He wears no armor or jewelry. He's dressed as a commoner, basically. But because of his hands, he does not appear to be a labor worker of any sort. So he may be some kind of like artisan. So guys, it looks like this guy may have been down here just to search for any kind of hardy stuff. Unless he was taken down here by whatever is down here. Could be that. And yeah, if you're saying he's got those soft hands, I don't think he has any business being down here on his own like this, so... It's a better outcome. So, is there anything else around besides the body that, like, I know we're, like, we're in this uh, cavern area. Is there anything else that would kind of indicate, like, is there any blood anywhere at all or any kind of tracks? Uh, give me an investigation check. And just so that we get the listeners knowing, the one that just talked is Grant Corder. He's the leader of this mission. Um, he's currently still running the are rolling the investigation check. I got a 16. 16. Um, you do not see any blood anywhere in the cavern. Okay. Do I see any tracks or anything? Give me, You kind of inspect the body a little bit more. Okay. Give me a medicine check. A 18. 18? Okay. It appears that this man actually died from a heart attack within the last 10 minutes or so. Okay. When you were traveling down into the cavern, what's odd, though, is you did not hear scream or see anything up ahead you you are not sure where this body came from at all it may have been some kind of illusory magic maybe they you know made some like phantom appear in front of them something like that is there an echo in this cavern yes okay well i'll just note to everyone hey that's kind of you know strange you know that we didn't even hear anything we've been kind of repelling and getting down here for a while and for the listeners that's matt you're used to matt he's finch hey Also, this is Bryn. Bryn. Bryn Talith is our rogue, and I don't think we've had uh, Rokar speak yet. You haven't. Rokar. Hey. (laughs) Well, if we decide 
to move forward, which I'm sure we're going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to be very stealthy. Okay. Try to maybe move on the sides and see if I can get... I kind of want to basically be a scout. Okay. If we don't think we can get any more clues from this, we should probably try and figure out what's caused it. Yeah. yeah I would say we keep moving. Yeah, yeah for I'm sure. Down. Well, what kind of character are you playing in, Matt? Um, I'm Finch. I'm a level five ranger now. Ranger. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. So... As the four of you are beginning to push forward through the cavern's tunnels out of this chamber, you you feel a chilling wind push across you from the tunnel up ahead. You turn towards that tunnel that you're about to go to, and you see a faint white glow and the silhouette of a woman moving from one side of the tunnel to the other and then just disappear. You turn to each other and then to Grant, who looks as confused as the rest of you. And from the wall of the cavern chamber, the woman flies through it, as if there was nothing there, pushing the four of you to the ground with telekinetic energy. She wells and cries loudly from above while flying through the chamber, then swoops down to attack. Give me initiatives. Yeah, it's a ghoul. Okay, first up is Ty. Okay. Uh, Grant who so basically what you're seeing in this area the chamber is about 40 feet across it's rather circular um it's a cave so it's gonna have some malformities to it and this spirit ghost thing is flying above you uh we'll say about 10 feet above you so i will, I will cast bless on Rokar. okay what's bless do you bless up i can bless up to three creatures so i guess it'll be the whole party okay except myself except for yourself yeah um, you bless up to three creatures of your choice within range. Whenever a target makes an attack roll or a saving throw before the spell ends, the target can roll a d4 and add that number uh, rolled to the attack roll or saving throw. Cool. Yeah. Is it, wait, how long does it last? Concentration or up to one minute. So concentration, meaning if you don't cast another concentration spell or go incapacitated, basically, yeah. you can keep that bless going. Yeah. So it's concentration or up to one minute? Yes. Okay. So I guess just keep in mind that you can't really cast anything else if you want. I'm sorry. It's concentration up to one minute. Concentration up to one minute. Okay. So yeah, you can't, you can cast other spells. You just can't cast another concentration spell. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll cast bless on the party. Okay. Myself. After grant is the spirit flying around and it swoops down towards you Finch and kind of reaches out with its palms and pushes against your body or tries to, uh, what's your AC? 15. I need you to roll a constitution saving throw. 11. All right. Uh, Finch, you take seven necrotic damage. Necrotic damage. Mm. Necrotic. I don't know what that means. It's like necromancy. Um, but how does that... It's just... I'm just telling you what type of damage it is. Okay. You said seven? Yes. Your skin's peeling off. That sucks. <laughs> but it's But it's not like really intense. It's a slow peel. The light flaking. Yeah. Looks it looks more like psoriasis. It's just not great, but it's like you, a sunburn. You've off. got it. You know, a lot of people have it though. Yeah. So don't feel self-conscious. Lotions can be helpful. They can also be harmful though. Hello. So. Like eczema. That ghoul came down and he was you're like, you got eczema now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so ashy. <laughs> uh, after the spirit is Chase. Uh, Chase being Bryn. I'm assuming uh, we. you said we were, we were buddies. Yeah, like, y'all are. The three of you are good friends. You're not Finch necessarily friends with Grant because this is your first time. Sure. This mission. Okay, good deal. Well, I'm the only one that pranks Finch. And by prank, I mean hurt. But I'm not going to attack him. I'm going to attack the ghoul. Um, so I'm just going to hit him with a short bow. Okay. Uh, give me the attack. Uh, 17. 17 is a hit. Nice. That's 10. 10. All right. So the arrow flies true and hits the target, the spirit target in the like abdomen, but it goes like straight through it. It does wail and pain a little bit, but the arrow doesn't stick into the body itself. Hmm. Okay. Rokar, your turn. I can't figure out if my weapon bond requires that I use an action to call forth my weapon. I think it's a bonus reaction or a bonus action. I don't have a player's handbook to answer. It's under imbue weapon on the class itself. If you go to the the Eldritch Knight class. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I just don't see. You, you took Eldritch Knight classes? 
They're, Welcome. I didn't study at all. <laughs> they were really tough. It's a bonus action. Right? <laughs> I'm going to cast Magic Missile. Okay. On the apparition. Are you going to use a bonus action to summon a weapon as a, at all? Yes. Okay. And then I'll use a bonus action to summon a weapon. Okay. So Magic Missile on the spirit thing. What type of damage is that? Uh, it's, I would guess, arcane. It's eight. Okay. Damage of some sort. Force damage. Force damage? Yes. Uh, the magic miss. It was, is it two missiles or three missiles? Three missiles. Three missiles. So the three missiles fly true, as a magic missile does. Hits the spirit in the air. Um, these do like hit and like explode on the body itself. They don't go through. And the force of these magic missiles does kind of like make her body kind of twist and turn at each individual hit as the rays hit. I'm sorry, missiles, not rays. After Rokar is Finch. Um, for my first action, I would like to uh, put Hunter's Mark on the spirit, which, of course, gives me the uh, D6 to damage. And then on my second action, I am going to make an attack, but I'm also going to use my newly or my acquired sharpshooter, um, which is uh, minus 5 to attack, and but plus 10 to damage. So we'll see how things go. Okay. You don't have right. You don't have a uh, fellow mirror here to tell you how to do all this damage. So <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do. have to do all this math myself. <laughs> it's not looking good over here. Um, so you did Hunter's Mark. I think it's 14 on attack. Okay, so you did Hunter's Mark for your first action. Yeah, and then I used Sharpshooter, which you, was a minus five to attack, and so um, I rolled a five with a D20. So we just take that out, and then I got a six with my D6, and then plus eight. Now the D6 is for damage, not for attack. Oh shit! You're right. Well then, yeah, just not even close. So it was technically a zero because it was five. I rolled a five, but then it was minus five because the sharpshooter thing. But don't you have like a proficiency bonus too, like the attack bonus for the weapon? Yeah, that's plus eight. Plus eight. Okay. Yeah. Also, also, you're blessed. I don't know okay. if that's going to make an impact because yeah. of how low your roll is. But if you want to roll a d4 and see if that eight tone comes up to something, comes up to a ten. Okay. Yeah, it messes. Yeah. Man, we're gonna have to really remember that bless because I didn't put that on my roll either. Yeah. I just got lucky and it hit. I picked a spell that I didn't have to roll for. <laughs> just you know, keep that in mind, fellas. Well, good job, Rokar. Yeah, your your for... arrow does miss completely. Sweet. Really impressing, Grant. <laughs> You're not going to make it today. <laughs> you guys are doing great. <laughs> I've seen so many ghosts, and this one's having a real hard time with us. <laughs> uh, Grant, it's back to your turn. All right. Uh, I'm going to throw out a sacred flame. Okay. What's that do? I don't know. Um, basically, it's going to do 2d8 radiant damage, and you have to roll a dexterity saving throw to avoid it. It's a fail. Okay. Uh, I guess six. Do I need to add anything to my damage or just? I no, I think if it says 2d8, it's probably okay, just straight so 2d8. Six. Okay. Is it like a burst of flame on it or like a ray or like flame like radiance descends on a creature that you, I guess it just, yeah, just be kind of like flame that just descends in the middle of the sky. Just like, Oh, I'm, I'm imagining like a solar strike. Like it's like, it's like, like a, a beam of light. Yeah, energy. Like a it's like a beam of light. Okay. That's, so you're underneath this cavern and out of nowhere, a beam of light shoots from the cracks of the mountain above and just, hit this spirit as it's flying through the air and it wails in pain and tries to like get out of the pillar of light you said it was eight damage yeah no six damage six damage um i I also had a question when the when the spirit's attacking us is it just swinging down attacking us and returning to flight above us okay cool after grant is back to the floating woman spirit thing and she attacks you again finch Bring it. What's your AC again? You said 15? Yes, sir. Leave my friend alone. Um, this time, you easily just kind of like hit the floor as she flies at you, and she flies above you without touching you. And then after Finch is... I'm sorry, after the spirit is Bryn. Tight. So is she close enough to a wall where I could... You said it's circular, right? Mm-hmm. So I could probably catch up enough running speed maybe and get up like a little bit on that wall. Cause I'm imagining I can't jump up high enough to hit her with a blade, but you're like a halfling, right? Half elf. Okay. 
Yeah. I mean, even if I was normal sized, I was well, imagining I couldn't get up there's there. There's stalactites and stuff. Is it? All right, so stalactites are up top, stalagmites are down bottom. There's stalagmites on the bottom, so you could probably jump off of one of them easier than the wall. Okay. Yeah. I basically want to try and like leap into the air to get her with a sword. Yeah. Basically. That's okay. what I want to do. Well, uh, I, I'm kind of thinking, you know, just for the listeners who may not know what a stalagmite is, that maybe you should define that for them, you know. Finch, do you need me to tell you what a stalactite and stalagmite are? He's asking for a friend. (laughs) (laughs) It's the spiky bits and caves from the bottom and top. Stalactites are tight to the top. Stalagmites are insects that crawl on the ground. So they hold on. Mite. I don't know. They form from... It's okay, but this is... Wasn't there some kind of like grade school way that was the old stalactites hang on tight stalagmites stand up mighty or some crap like that? I don't remember. That's close enough that it really doesn't. I used my context clues. Like I knew what you're talking about. I think you know, but still. I'm sorry. I have a question about this room. Okay. Um, I know it's circular, and I know there's stalactites and stalagmites, but as far as like the the walls themselves, I guess, or like the sort of concaved walls, like how smooth are these things? Very smooth because okay. it is damp and drippy. Okay. So there's a lot of like calcium deposits that are like built up on the walls and okay. so on and so forth. Right. Um, so yeah, if you want to do this, like try to find ways to leap up into the air and attack her, um, give me an acrobatics check. Okay. That is a 27. All right. Yeah, okay, so you find a couple, like, small stalagmites on the bottom, on the floor, and you start to, like, leap from one to the other, like, tiptoeing across them, and you get kind of higher and higher into the air, getting on, like, taller and taller stalagmites, and then eventually you just leap into this, like, diving formation at her with your short sword, is that the weapon? With the rapier. With the rapier. Um, Full thrust. Just doing this, like, weird barrel roll spin with the point of the needle going forward. And uh, give me your attack. Okay. 18. That is a hit. Nice. That's how you get a good grade. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) That's a good grade right there. (laughs) Uh, Need you to roll damage. That is eight. Eight damage. All right. Um, You pierce the body and just kind of like fly through it because it is a spirit. And um, as you kind of get completely through this spirit and then you like lean forward and go into like a like a nice tumble forward and land on your feet you look back up and the spirit has dissipated into the air finch you see that brin that was awesome dude hell yeah nice spin move a plus my man nice i've seen a lot of shit in my time (laughs) that was pretty cool uh finch you could use some work I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, every dog has its dick. You're kind of getting picked on back there. Finch, you can keep stealing off my sheets, man. It's okay. No hey, cheating. Hey, Are you hey. kidding me? I'm standing did, right here. I, I'll I earn my own stripes, thank you. Okay. I mean, you don't have to yell about it. Did I do good? I mean, you were there. Cool. You did stuff. The magic missiles were cool. Yeah. Kind of basic, but cool. You know, Meat and potatoes. Well, now we're done with that. Um, y'all give me like two seconds. Um, I want to go take the dagger off that body. Okay. So I'm going to go do that. All right. You go and take the dagger off. It's just a normal dagger. Nothing special about it at all. Cool. But give me another investigation check. Okay. 19. Okay. So this time after you return to the body to grab the dagger, you kind of do another once over on the body. And this time among the man's equipment, you find a coin. It's a rather large one almost like an amulet size coin, but it's not meant for wearing. And it's got a person's head's pro like side profile on it, like kind of like a normal US coin basically. And below the head is an inscription in a foreign language to you. Okay, so it's not elvish or dwarvish. It's not. Gotcha. Um well I'm gonna take the amulet. I imagine that's that's all I find. Yeah, this coin and and then I get the dagger. Um, so I'm gonna walk back over to everybody and be like, "Hey, so nothing special about this dagger, but I'm gonna keep it in case you know maybe my other stuff falls off of me." Found this coin though, but there's some language I don't I don't know how to read. Do any of you guys know how to read this? Can I tell what language it is from the coin? No, you cannot. Common and undercommon. Uh, no, you actually don't know what it says either. Okay. Well, we can't read it. I guess. 
I mean, might as well hang on to it. So yeah, no, I'll keep it on me. Is there anything that seems magical about it, or is it just like plain ass coin with a person's face? On it, it seems like a plain ass coin. Okay. How far are we from uh, like the the location we came here from? Uh, you've actually been in this cavern for like over an hour, so you've been traveling deeper and deeper. You're I mean, I mean, like our base of origin, like where where oh okay our hometown. Um, so Andrin is the city you're from, or the nation you're from. Uh, it took about two weeks on horseback to get to the mountains of Calandria north. Okay, well, we got a coin, and dead guy's dead, ghost lady's gone. Um, we can just keep going deeper. Well, so when you got the report from the scout, how much had they done a layout? Like, did they have any kind of blueprint? How deep did they get? Do we know I mean, what we're the, getting they into? They have the, the general... You Idea. actually do have like some notes on the corridors, which is okay. why you're how you're getting where you're going. Okay. Um, you're getting close to the end of what was mapped out so far. Okay. Good deal. Yeah. So we're pretty much going into uncharted territory as we go further. I want to be a scout. So sounds good. Let me do it. Yeah. I want to move forward and okay. kind of lead the pack. So after defeating this poltergeist type thing, you travel deeper into the cavern. But at the end of the tunnel, you find a large sunken pit. Water drips down all sides of it from cracks above. Whitish green calcium deposits coat the walls of this pit, all very damp and slippery. You have, you have repelling equipment, but you're not sure how deep this pit goes. Um, are there any rocks or any kind of objects that are accessible to me? Uh, there's still slag mites and tights in the area. Okay. Um, would I be able to like break off a smaller one and cast light on it and then throw it into the tunnel? Oh, you mean like, pe- like, is there any pebbles or anything? Yeah, now? things like that. Uh, yeah, sure. There's rocks in the area. Okay. So can I cast light on that and throw it into the pit? You sure can. Okay. I do that. Okay. So you cast light on a rock and just kind of toss it into the pit and you'll all kind of lean over anxious to see how far it goes. Um, give me perception checks as it happens. Um, I rolled a 13. I wrote an 11, 10, 12. Okay. Um, you all watch as this light lighted rock falls down the pit. And each one of you do see like a glimpse of things about 30 or 50 feet down on the side, but you didn't get a good enough glimpse to really understood what stand, what it is, but it does continue to fall for like over 200 feet. And then it continues to fall more. So it basically just keeps going until we don't see light anymore. Correct. When it, went at 30 or 50 feet you saw something on the walls was it moving no okay some just a different kind of formation in the rock okay and how far down is that 30 or 50 feet okay is there anything else are we in like a room is light a or is there like other hallways off no of this? this this like tunnel led to this and there was nothing off of it okay it's a pretty like straightforward tunnel with not a lot of like cuts in different mm-hmm. directions um, Grant, can we uh can we light another pebble or something and throw it down there? I think I want to I want to say that I saw something that's around like thirty to forty feet that I think we could probably re- maybe like a like a, a hidden like hallway or something that we could rappel down to. That's what and I'm thinking. I wanted to make sure light emit it like emits the same no matter the size of the object, right? Yes. Like, okay. Cool. Yes. Yeah, so I'll just throw another pebble. Or actually, whatever. before you throw it, I want to ready. I want to like knock an arrow. Okay. And I actually want to shoot as soon as I see something like move at that 30 or 50 feet mark. Okay. All right. So all of you are going to get advantage on your perceptions this time to try and catch it since you know it's there. Uh, so go ahead and give me your perception checks. I got a 17. 25. I also got a 7. Oh, what? Sorry, what was that bonus? Uh, the advantage means you roll the d20 twice and you take the highest one. Oh, okay. I got a 17. I also got a 25. Okay. So actually all four of you catch it. Um, so as the the lit rock, <laughs> that's such a weird thing to say, um, flies downward, you see that right below you on your side of the pit, you see that there's like a open tunnel un- like directly underneath you about 30 feet down. And then on the far side, which the pit's about 10 feet across, about 50 feet down, you see another tunnel across the pit. So there you got two tunnels in the pit 
one on your side, 30 feet down, one on the other side, 50 feet down. Do they look natural? Everything in this is pretty natural, yes. So yes, that looks natural. So I have a, a cantrip for guidance. Okay. Um, can I just pop that on everybody? Because it just says I touch a willing person and then their next roll to do something. The target can roll a D4 and add that number rolled to one ability check if it's of its choice. Yes, if it's a cantrip, you can do it as many times as you'd okay, like. Well, I'm just going to give guidance to everyone. How long does it last? Concentration up to one minute. Okay. So basically, you would you would want to do it like right before we try to rappel down or something. And wouldn't that mean you'd have to do it one at a time too, right? Yeah, I'm going to do that since so I know you're going to give them guidance. Yes, as, as rappelling happens. Yes. Okay. My first instinct here is to take the uh, the closer one because we can always work our way further down. Yeah, Grant, do you want to pick one? Because I'll rappel down first and check I mean, out. Uh, yeah, I think the closer one is probably the better choice. Okay. Yeah. Good deal. Well, I'm going to saddle up. Okay. So you set up your rappelling equipment. Um, who's setting it up? I'll set it up. So in real life, repelling equipment would be like something you would do as either an athlete, as an athlete or an acrobat. So I'm going to let you choose one of those skills to set up the actual equipment and then you'll do a different one. Oh, you'll do, you'll choose one again whenever you actually do the action of repelling. So I could choose acrobatics and yeah. do that basically two checks. Yes. Okay, good deal. And yeah. keep in mind you have guidance that you can choose. You only get, once you choose to use guidance, that's done. Um, but you can add a 1d4 to whatever one of your roles you want to do. Okay, well, I'm going to choose to use guidance on setting up the equipment. Okay. So this is the first acrobatics roll. So it was 12, and I'm going to add the d4. And the d4 is from the guidance. guidance. Yes, okay. guidance. But now you can't add that to anything else. Okay. So. 16 on the acrobatics roll for okay. setting it up. Uh, I'm going to say that's pretty good. Okay. So um, now you're going to start rappelling down? Yes. Okay. A 10 for... Hmm repelling down okay um so you begin the descent and you get about halfway down give me a dexterity saving throw okay that's a crit <laughs> save your i ass. saved the shit out of myself <laughs> your feet slip on the like damp walls and uh you go like face forward into the uh, wall and you bounce off and you push your hand like push one hand off and you get like a good swing out and you let go of some rope and you land straight into the tunnel and like slide onto your back and uh, you're safe. Bitch, do you see that? <laughs> Let's not get Sick. <laughs> It's dark for you here. Is it so dark that I can't make out like what's in front of me? Wait, do you are you the half elf? Yes, I think. No, you're half. I thought you're halfling. You probably have dark vision then, right? Maybe. I don't I didn't write it down on your character sheet, so you're gonna want to look at the half elf itself. Wow, you know what? I thought that said halfling. Yeah, I, did. I really did. I, I thought I thought I was a halfling this whole time. That's that's my handwriting. Yeah. <laughs> you we were even talking about how small you were when you were jumping off of the uh those rocks. Yeah. We're gonna have to retcon this whole episode, dude. No. Okay. <laughs> nah, whatever. I mean half elves are still technically smaller than yeah. humans, but yeah, you small bitch. I think it's like four and a half to five feet. It's a half elf. Are, are half elves just small elves? I mean, there's not a. a no, the elves are actually smaller than half elves. Because uh, it has half human in it. Um, half elves have dark vision. Half elves have dark vision. Okay. So, yeah, you can see where you're at. Um, there's nothing special about it. It's still just a tunnel, like cavern tunnel. Okay. Um, to clear up if you thought you were could see things or not sure um well as soon as that happens as soon as i mean i would realize that i'm having to use that ability right yeah okay i'm gonna yell up and be like hey it's dark down here you know we might need a light before the next person repels okay actually we might it, it's not might you will need a light please please bring a light <laughs> <laughs> um so i guess like in this case uh, i'm assuming that we have like just basic kind of gear like rations torches and, like, rations yeah, yeah. Okay. so so if you want to like drop a torch down to him maybe you can catch it as it's falling <laughs> oh. you would probably have a torch on you though. don't don't we have like uh like things to carry these things in like some backpacks kind of, yeah so couldn't i just cast light on my backpack I think that's too big. Okay. I'm pretty um, sure it's like no greater than 10 foot in any dimension. I thought it was like three feet. I think it's 10. 
I think it's kind of it's silly. I don't have a player handbook. Uh, <laughs> all of you have my play. One of you has my player handbook. You got all stoked because we brought our <laughs> players handbooks and we don't fucking use them. <laughs> Regardless, uh, does Chase not have torches on him? Sure, you can have a torch on him, but like he doesn't have any way to light it right now. You except. touch one object that is no larger than ten feet in any dimension. Yeah, that's kind of stupid. It's a re- like it's big. You could light a, make a really big glowing boulder. So yeah, I guess you can make your backpack magical light. Yeah, <laughs> that's and so stupid. <laughs> I guess it lasts for an hour, and I don't want my backpack to be a light for an hour. You probably want something you could cover. You yeah. probably want to just light a torch since you're going to extinguish that and light it. Again. You could make a torch a light. <laughs> You could just cast light on a torch. Yeah. Hey, recruits, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I guess I'll just light it. Man, I hope I flame torch. <laughs> I wish you would do that so I could just start to feel like better than the <laughs> sergeant. <laughs> just saying, you don't have to start a fire. You can just cast light on the torch. Yeah. I'll just cast light on the torch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So what are we doing with the torch? You're just going to hold it? Yeah, I mean, is there a way I could just secure it to my person without having to try and pass it down and may- maybe risk him? like Your backpack, yeah. yeah. I'll just secure it to my backpack. Okay. Yeah. And so you're repelling next, I'm assuming? Yeah, I can do that. Okay. Well, if you were going to put guidance on all of us as we went down, then you would need to go last. I can go last. I'll, right. I'll it's go not next. that's what we talked about. Okay, I'll go last. All right. I don't mind going next. Do you want athletics or... It's up to you. It's either athletics or acrobatics, however you want to do it. We'll go with athletics on this one. And how far away was this cave from us? 30 feet? Yes. Okay, so like light does a 20-foot emission within like 20 feet of dim light. So Yes, that's why you can see the tunnel from yeah. above, yeah, yeah. but like he can't see anything in the actual tunnel. Well, he has dark vision. So well, yeah, he can, but he yeah. knows that y'all won't be able to. Okay, yeah. 21. Okay, so you easily just... Nat, like you just do your natural repelling action that you can do. You've been taught how to do it, and uh, you get down to the next tunnel. Hey, Finch, did you see that? <laughs> hey, real? Uh-uh. No, 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 uh-uh. I was no, mo- no, no. Finch, no, no, no. Finch and me have a thing. I was mocking you. I don't know if you picked up on that. That was a. That's not funny, man. It was hilarious. You guys, we're a team, right? And we're getting graded as a team. And part of that grade is teamwork. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Did he bring the light down with him? No, he's still got you it. You still got my, it? My light would reach you. It's a thing. It reaches to see the tunnel to get into it. But right now, you're a human, right, Rokar? Yeah, I'm just in the tunnel. not yeah, not really being able to see anything. The light's not shining into the well, tunnel. Wouldn't it kind of bleed into the tunnel a little bit? Not enough to where like he's comfortable. Yeah. Um. Right. Well... Basically, when once Rokar gets down and after I get done ridiculing him for trying to take the thing for from me and Finch, hey, just sit tight because you're not going to be able to see up front. Also, uh, I'm going to like yell up, hey, uh, sit tight for a second and I'm going to like actually scout down this hole for a little bit before you the rest of everybody comes down. Okay, but don't go too far. No, I'm not going to go too far. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I just want to walk down like just a little bit. Like I just want to make sure. How far? Let's walk down like uh, like 20 feet. Okay. Uh, you walk down about 20 feet, and there is like a couple curves here and there. It's I mean, it's a natural cavern. So, I mean, if you've ever been to any cavern in the United States, it's that kind of thing where you're just kind of walking through this natural formation thing. So, I'm not so privileged, Dave. I've I went to a cavern. a cavern. I've never been to a cavern. No. Mm. I went to a cavern in Mexico. Is there like some sort of conversion rate I need to be familiar with? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you've never been to a cavern, you should go to a cavern. There's I'll, one I'll try. There's yeah. one in Tennessee that's real good. I just want to go to Tennessee, period. It's a good place. Um, okay. But anyway, um, no, there's nothing really up ahead other than the natural formation of this cavern. Okay, good deal. So I'm not getting any like tingly sensations that nope. shit's about to pop off. Okay, I'm going to go back. Hey, you're yeah. not Spider-Man. Let's, let's go ahead. Come on down. All right, coming down next. You carrying a light? <laughs> I didn't even add your guidance roll to my boss. Yeah, role. how much do I add for the guidance thing? D4. It's a D4. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, he's got the light. We're all making it down fine without the light. I yeah, think you just he can won't just... see anything down there once you're there. Yeah, I don't care. Okay. Um, I always roll terrible, and I, I totally blame it on this table. 
I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? final trial is death. <laughs> that, that's a big old fat nine. All right. Uh, so you make it about halfway down. Give me a dexterity saving throw. Honestly, you probably should have saved guidance for this. 19. All right. You catch yourself. You hold tight to the rope. Uh, you actually kind of fall like with the rope, like going through your hands below the tunnel, taking three damage to your hands from just like rope burn and like blistering up. Now you actually do see him kind of go past the tunnel. Uh, Bryn, uh, if you want to go try and help him get back up. Yeah. I was about to say, as soon as I see him, like having any kind of problem at all, I'm rushing to Finch's side. Okay. <laughs> uh, give me a athletics check. Bryn's killing it. 21. Um, and then give me a strength save Finch. Six. <laughs> Give me something, man. <laughs> yeah, you grab hold of his forearm and you kind of link forearm hold like the forearm hold thing. Roman and, handshake. Yeah. And you do pull him up, but he's like on his belly on the corner of the like pit. <laughs> <laughs> then Rokar, you see what I happening. grab him. And you both you both kind of just pull him in. I'm a strong <laughs> man. Like I'm a- <laughs> well, that was embarrassing. Um just ignore that, Grant. <laughs> it's kind of hard to ignore. <laughs> I saw a lot of things I didn't want to see. Finch, come on, buddy. We can, we can do it. <laughs> we can get through it. Come on, nervous. Buddy. I really want to be a, a you know. I really want to be a member. You know. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get through it. We're gonna get through it together. All right. So, um, can I check the gear at this point? Since he just kind of took a tumble and probably put a little bit of pressure on the, the stuff, like the repelling, like the rope, and all the things it's attached to. The rope isn't giving in. Okay. It's him, like the feet are slipping on the wet wall. Ah, okay. Okay, cool. Um, okay, well, I'm going to repel down. Okay. And I guess I'll do, you said it was either acrobatics or... Athletics, whichever one you'd like to use. Okay. I'll use athletics. So I roll an 18. All right. You uh, repel like nice little hops and just naturally land into the tunnel. That was so difficult. <laughs> I didn't see you jump and swing in like a goddamn hero. You didn't, didn't do that to. intentionally. There's, nothing, there's no reason to be heroic. Not every moment is a chance to show off. You'll learn that. I don't know. Feels like it. <laughs> Finch makes an O face and puts his fist up to his mouth and kind of turns away. <laughs> real. <laughs> Nobody likes a hothead. <laughs> yeah, well, they like flair. Brick flair. <laughs> Dagger stealing, wheeling and dealing. <laughs> Bren Taylor. Woo. Two time. Okay, so what did you see in the tunnel? Uh, yeah, when I walked up a little ways, it just looks like a natural formation. So we can probably follow and see if we can find anything that leads to whatever's causing the disturbance. All right, let's go. Bren, you stay in the front. Okay. How are we uh, using the torch? Right now, it's just attached to my back. Okay. Well, that's emitting like light. It's not like yes. in the back. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, are you leading in the in the back of the pack overall? No, I'm I'm behind you. Behind me. Yeah. Okay. But well, I, I want you to be ahead of us a little bit, like probably on the uh, edge of like the dim light. So you're about twenty feet ahead of us. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so after about ten minutes of walking through this cavern slowly, trying not to slip and fall into like ravines and stuff. It starts to slope down diagonally deeper into the mountain. You come across a naturally formed cavern close to the shape of a circle at the end of it all. It has a 60 foot diameter across. The cavern is really quiet. The only thing you hear is the soft drips of water from cracks above. After inspecting the room on the opposite side of the chamber is something odd. You see a close, a closed archway embedded in the wall. The stone in the archway actually matches the stone on the walls. So the archway is made of crafted limestone, and it looks like it was embedded into the wall like it was supposed to be a door somewhere. But then you notice on each limestone brick, or not each, I'm sorry, on five of the limestone bricks that make up the archway, it has some sort of rune in each of the stones, that's, and in each of those limestones stick out about an inch. You're talking about like engraved into the stone? Yes. Okay. So this archway is like a relief, basically. Yeah, but there's not anything in the archway itself. Like, it's just stone. 
Yeah, so it's like flat, but then the the archway like design is like a relief into the surface. Yes. Okay. So what are the the runes? Are they something I recognize? Give or? me an arcana check. Can we all do one? Sure. Okay. If you feel like your character might, that's going to be an eighteen. You can 18? also 18. throw guidance on this if you feel like that's not because you still have that. Yeah, give me guidance on that. Let's do that. I don't know how arcane these runes are. What did I say? You said 18? Yeah, it's 22. Okay. The runes themselves are foreign to you, but you do end up making sense of them. They are runes of conjuration. They are, But from what you're seeing, even though you can't make sense of them, you can kind of tell what the pattern's supposed to be, and they are incorrectly ordered from what you can tell. Is that all I can distinguish is that they're incorrectly ordered? Yes. Of the 19 stones, five of them have runes on them. So like every three runes or every three limestones that are in the archway, Mm -hmm. there's a rune on one of the stones Um, and it does a complete door shape or all around the, like in the wall. But actually I think you asked like, is that all I can really tell about the runes? No, you actually do kind of make sense of the runes even more. The first one on the, in the order there seems to like hint at the word dimension. The second one, Conjuration, third one, portal, four, or the fourth one, necrotic, and the fifth one, open. I want to go up and try to wiggle, like wiggle one, okay. and see if it comes free. All right. You uh, go up and kind of pull it one, because it is sticking about about an inch, and yes, as you pull it, it does come out. Okay. And But that doesn't like, it doesn't do anything. Nope. I, just, I can just pull one out. Yes. Um, what if I push it? All the way in. Okay. Which one do you want to push in? Open. Okay. So you push in the one that says open, and the rune lights up white. Okay. Also, I'm going to go ahead and say that I've asked Rokar all about (laughs) what they said. Sure. Um, I didn't want to share that information, but okay. (laughs) Glad that we're here now. Appreciate it. Okay. So it flashes white. Um, and I mean, it's still lit up. It's like a solid lit up white now. It doesn't flash it. It's like it is white now. So after white he's light. pushed it in, are they removable still? No. <laughs> Thanks. They were out of order and you pushed one in. Well, so my I'm inclined to think either we were meant to rearrange them or we're only meant to trigger certain ones, not necessarily all of them. Because as you now know, one of them is labeled necrotic. Hmm might be trapped. Yeah. So say he presses in the necrotic one next, then takes some damage due to that. Mm. And just, you might not have to touch them all. Um, and just so I'm making sure I'm visualizing this correctly, it was like one, two, three, four, five. Yes. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like in a semicircle. So I'll, uh, I'll take a, a step forward and press in the portal. Okay. Burn. It lights up blue. Okay, so it stays open blue. It was yes. white. Ooh, me next. Portal was blue. This probably doesn't matter, but actually, you know what? Hey, Grant, have you seen anything like this? Any any type of color association? Give me a history check. Fifteen. You do not know of anything in the past. That no. Like this. I want to. I want to ask Rokar now. I was like, you know, hey. Well, I would have heard you ask the question, so uh, okay. unless you were whispering it, you know. So. No. no Is it fair for me open. to roll a history check for sure. that as well? All right. Well, what's the question? That I'm asking. We know what they say. So, is there any reason that? portal should show up blue or is there a color that it ha- is generally associated with portal where it should be a different color gotcha whereas maybe the colors are coming from behind the rune and we gotta figure something out dave i rolled a 25 for history no check necessary to you but i rolled a Rokar. 25 Rokar. to you okay the colors of Magic are associated to schools of magic. Okay. And I would know those associations. Yes. So could we discuss those then? 
white is divination. Blue is conjuration. Uh, and then I could probably extrapolate from that that uh, necrotic has a color. But that's not a necromancy. type of magic. School of, school of magic necromancy does have a color. And that would be black. Actually, we don't know where black is in the order. How does something glow black, too? That's going to be... That's tricky. Uh, conjuration is blue. Um, what is dimension? Does that... What what magic type would that be, you think? I mean... Like a dimension door are you or something like that. I'm asking you as a DM. Dave or... D- like for general knowledge or are you asking? Uh, I don't know. You have to tell me whether or not you feel like, I mean, I just made that connection and I don't even, I don't even as a human person cast magic. <laughs> so I think my character who is a, well, dimension a fake, door, dimension door is a conjuration spell. So that doesn't really help me. That's what I'm, that's what I was looking for. Like okay. what's the school of magic for dimension door. So I can see if maybe there's a color that should be associated with that. Gotcha. Um, portals like kind of the same thing. So, so basically what you're gathering out of this in-game Rokar is that it does not appear that these are associated to the color of their school of magic. Okay. If you're thinking about the word itself. Yeah, that's kind of what I was trying to, to draw from that. So as I see it, the colors have no relation to the tiles that are currently being illuminated by these lights. And when I tried to pull back on the open, it didn't budge. No. What about what about Portal? Does it budge? No. Man, I'm so tempted, guys, to press all these buttons. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I probably shouldn't, but... I do worry that there will be some ill consequences of that. If we're going to press another button, I'd rather it be Dimension, because Dimension, Portal, and Open are all sort of related to one another. That was my thought as well. Well, so is Conjuration, just not Necrotic. That's the one we should avoid. I agree, but I do think that Dimension, Portal, and Open are more related than Conjuration would be. So I do well, think Dimension... Well, the only reason I say that is because Conjuration or Dimension door-related things are Conjuration spells. Yeah, I guess... Um, I don't know if... Sorry. I don't know if Conjuration is going to respond to whatever the last yeah. Conjurable stone was pressed. So we can... It also... They may reset... If we press enough of them in, you're over here. Okay. Um, so how about we just press dimension, dimension, and, and I, as I say that, I do it. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna press the dimension one, and at, like as I say, well, how about we just press the dimension one? I just do it. Okay, I thought you were saying like dimension. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just it and I, say the word. I basically dimension. just like. Just to express... That is what it says. You're right. <laughs> I wanted to kind of like curtly cut off the conversation and just... Okay, so done. you push in dimension? Yes. It turns white. And then I'll follow that up by pressing in the conjuration button. It turns white. So far, nothing has happened. Nope. Um, can, I, so, can I try pressing in on the portal one? I know you said you can't that pull the one it that out. Turned, that was the one that blue. turned blue. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah, that... Nothing happens. Doesn't budge at all. No. So I'm going to go ahead and press in the necrotic one. Wait, 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 wait. Before you press it, I imagine I see him like going to press it. Sure. Yeah. Try pulling that out first. Okay. I'll do that. Okay. So you pull it out. Yeah. Like you pull on it. Yeah. You can pull it completely out. How big is it? What's like the Uh, size of these? Like like half the size of a cinder block. Ooh. Okay. So just pull it out. Mm -hmm. What's behind it? Uh, Nothing. Okay. It's just like a hole that it sits in. Yeah, we might have approached this the wrong way, guys. But nothing happened? Nothing happened. Sorry, I pressed a button, guys. Yeah. So I'm going to do it. Okay. And I'm Hold just on. like, hey, just do me a favor. Before just, you before you put it in there, can I cast light on it? <laughs> <laughs> sure, you cast light on it. Um, good, good prank. Is, <laughs> it's not a prank. I was trying to illuminate it. I don't understand why that would be a joke to you. I take light very seriously. So I'm wondering, do you by chance have anything that can... Never mind. I'll just do it. Okay, so you push it in? Yep. Everyone stand stand back. I do have remove curse. Three seconds ago, I will have said everyone stand back. <laughs> right, right before uh, I posted it. I everyone give me back. constitution saving throws. I told you guys to stand back in the past. Oh, yeah. 
Probably me too, huh? I got a 16. I got a 7. 20. 21. 16. All right. So a purple energy kind of emits from the stone. Or I'm sorry, starts to build up on the stone in the archway itself. And then like shoots out and like as a forceful wave basically doing six damage to you Bryn five damage to you Rokar three damage to you Grant and five damage to you Finch it's a yeah it's a bummer dude I, I rolled a 20 man like but, I rolled a 21 yeah I know I'm just saying like it's it, apparently it wasn't just as hey you just dodge this one um, and then you look back at the archway after being like pushed down to the ground from this energy and all of the stones are no longer lit and they're all sticking out about an inch. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> yeah, real nice, Bren. Real nice. I said it might reset. So Finch was kind of on my shit list for not doing so great thus far, but you have really taken the top of that list okay. i don't need to hear whatever you're gonna say unless it's gonna be a solution so while they're doing all this the, they're having this discussion i start pulling the the okay. runes out of their slots you just kind of put them on the ground in order that they were uh yeah okay i'm gonna kind of just sit back and like kind of cross my arms and just um what, what I, I, I look a little defeated but i'm i'm gonna look at you and maybe try to help what's the order they were in the order they were in was dimension conjuration Portal, portal necrotic, necrotic open. open is that i assume that's like uh like left to right yes okay also when when he pushed the necro block in did it did you say it went purple or was the light no hit the, us purple the rune itself went white it went white okay um but then the archway kind of built up with this purple energy and then pushed out and hurt you okay, okay so the colors were white white blue white white yes i have that written down as well okay are they all like exactly the same shape? Yes. Or no, uh, like, I mean, like shape? The stone itself. Okay, is, yes. The, stone the stones itself, are they're all the same shape. Okay, so there's no like shape identifying which hole they can go. Correct. Right. Okay. Well, guys, what I'm thinking here is um, either white is the correct color or blue is the correct color. And I would say since there's only two blues, we put it in the same order and just switch those two. There was only one. Blue. There was only one blue. Oh. So it can't be that blue is the right color. Oh. Yeah, guys, there's only Fuck one me. that sticks out. I'm sorry, it can't be that white is the right color. I'm uh, assuming that blue, I mean, in my mind, blue is something that we have to activate by the order of the white. So you think the blue one's in the right spot and the, the four Well, I'm not saying ones. the blue's in the right spot. I'm just saying that I think the white one's depending on whatever order we put them in, will have an impact on the blue one. Mm. I was going to say, Necro is the only rune that is different from the other four. The other four all fall under the Conjuration umbrella, correct? Yeah. So, blue is the only one different from all the other white. So, maybe Necro goes in the blue. Give me an arcane check, Rokar. Eleven. Necrotic is used to describe something, not as if it is something. So I want to make sure I'm on your train of logic right now. So you're assuming that the placement of the runes in the slots impacts the color that the rune emits, not that the runes themselves emit that color. No, what I'm what I think is that the light behind the rune is the same no matter what. And we just have to put the runes in the right colored slots. The slots have a color to them? No. Well, no. So I could be wrong. Say again but what you said about the necrotic thing. Necrotic necrotic as a word in the arcane spell book, basically, mm. is used to describe something, not as if it is something. It's an adjective. So yeah. What, what I'm thinking is that the white signifies an effect that's going to happen. So the, the necrotic was white only because by activating that stone, for whatever reason, the reason it got activated, that was the effect that happened. That's why I feel like all the stones that are white are stones that can be activated. I don't know where blue fits in on that, but it may be that where the necrotic one was at is how a white stone is activated, or it could be how any stone is activated. So it may, it may just be that putting a stone in the necrotic's slot and then pressing in all the stones would activate whatever stone is in that slot. Is there anything else in this room? No. So no, mm. no clues. What if well, they so don't if, all have to? Well, no. If it was the case, like what you're saying, then it would mean that the one, the portal stone being blue effectively meant nothing. 
well, what if we just press portal in and then press open in? And maybe the other ones aren't meant to be. Well, we did we, we did the opposite of that. We did open portal yeah. and nothing happened, which is unless this this rune, the language, the syntax it follows is backwards. Wait, Rokar, you no, said order. that conjuration is associated with the color blue. Yes. Okay, so maybe we should just start with the conjuration symbol in where we saw the blue light. But seeing as that there are several other things, several other terms like necrotic, and there is no light in that color, no light. We haven't seen a light appear black because well, how do you make a black? Well, we light? did when we, when you pushed the necro in, it went white. But what he's saying yeah. is necro does not fit the color white. Yeah, it's black. Yeah. So, you know, we could put the conjuration stone into the third slot, which we know was originally lit blue, but we put the rest of them in and they all pop it white. Then we're following the wrong hints to a to the like because it's not really a hint, you know. Yeah. I think the for me the issue is we just don't know if the stones themselves will always remain the colors that they are. Yeah. Or if the placement of the stones will change the color. So well, eventually we're going to have to try. And if I, I kind of like the idea of the the necrotic one is the only one that isn't under that same conjuration umbrella of colors. That's the one I believe that we should put in the blue slot. And hopefully it comes out blue and the other ones come out white and we don't get hurt again. Um, That's what is when I guess when the blast happened, was there like a, a radius I would have been able to recognize? No. It looks like it pushed throughout this entire chamber. Is there anything to hide behind? Is there like There's maybe- stalactites and stalagmites. I'd like to find the means for only one of us to get hurt if that's going to happen. Did it seem like this blast exited the, the tunnel? Yes. Okay. Mm. Um, if anyone's got like a mage hand or something. I don't. I don't either. Um, well, maybe we're just going to have to tough it out and let our cleric be a cleric. Um, so I'm assuming that with the train of logic we're going with right now is that if a, a stone is in where the blue is, then that stone will not be activated. And that's why we want to put the necrotic in that space. I thought the only, the logic we were following is that there's one light in a different color and necrotic does not fit the same scheme as the rest of the terms. Oh. So we want the outlier to be in the outlier slot. And the outlier slot being where the blue, the, blue the, one the, the right third in the one in the middle. Okay. So we can just try that. If it works, it doesn't. We can learn that, you know, the one slot always stays blue, maybe. Mm-hmm. Always blue. Always yeah. blue. Um, that we might be able to learn something from that, or we might learn something completely different. Okay. We'll learn something, though. Yeah. So I'll approach the door starting with, um, starting with the first slot. I'll do, um, conjuration. So number one, you're doing conjuration. Yes. Press it all the way in. That turns blue. Mm. Uh, okay. Well, that already kind right of foils that yeah. whole plan. So, but maybe blue signifies that that thing was in its correct space. Yeah. So, so that means we want portal back in the middle then if we're going to try and make them all go blue. Yep. I'll put portal in its third slot. Turns blue. So, so I'm going to put. We also know that open was in its incorrect spot and necker is in the incorrect spot and and dimension Dimension. i'm gonna put open in the second slot turns white shit um is anybody keeping track of this so i have open in the first slot and that's right no you have conjuration i'm sorry conjuration in the first slot that's right conjuration in the first slot open in the second portal in the third okay so we'll do Dimension in the fourth slot turns white, and then we'll do. Hold on with the necrotic. I don't really feel like we have a choice at this point. Well, we know, might brace ourselves. I'm gonna kind of go yeah. get behind one of those uh, things that. I'm assuming this is necrotic energy, right? Yes. Okay, so it's basically something that just envelops the entire space that it's entering. No, I'm sorry. Are you talking about the purple thing? The blast. That the the blast is not necrotic energy now. So it's a blast. It's a blast. It's like it's a telekinetic still, blast. It okay. still might be blue. That's telekinetic blast. Yeah, okay. it could be. I don't. We don't have much of a choice. Well, I don't think. I'm I'm concerned with just trying to uh, 
minimize the damage because I think yeah, I'm, I, I'm thinking realistically anytime we get things in the wrong order we're going to take damage yeah. is, we're going to take necrotic so if you have something you can do to mitigate the damage then now would be the time but if not then you know I'm going to continue yeah. I think we're going to have to there's that shield reaction you were talking about I, I think that would only help me yeah. and it's an actual I, I don't know if that counts as an attack either I don't know if you'd want to consider that an attack well right. I'm going to hide yeah, I'm gonna get behind something. Yeah, y'all are welcome to hide. I'll I'll take the damage alone yeah, we can, if, we if can, I can. We can take rotations if I mean, if it works. I mean, it would probably be easier for the cleric to heal one person than have to heal like three or four different people. And I guess when we were blasted earlier, we were all standing next to each other as opposed to like anybody like hiding behind another person. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess yeah, we can all just try and hide behind whatever the largest objects in the room are. Okay. So after they've done that, I'm going to press in the necrotic stone in the fifth slot. Okay. It turns white. Purple energy starts to build up. Give me constitution saving throws. Everybody. That is a six for Bryn. 16. One. Natural one? Yeah. 15. Ooh. 15. 15. That is not great. Time. Chase, you take, I'm sorry. Bryn, you take five damage. Rokar, you take three damage. Grant, you take 10 damage. Finch, you take 2 damage. So the, did the hiding seem to help? Nope. Uh, okay. Good. So those purple beams seeked us out. It's a purple wave. Oh, well. Okay. So I'm going to leave the Conjuration Stone and the Portal Stone in their spot, assuming everything reset. Yes, everything okay. reset. So I'll leave the Conjuration Stones and the Portal Stones in their space, and I'll go ahead and press them in. Okay, so that's one in three. Okay, and then I'm going to place Necro into the second slot. It Press turns it. blue. Okay, and then I'm going to place... Uh, so we're at Conjuration, Necro, Portal. We have those lined out, right? Mm-hmm. Conjure, Necro, Portal. Conjure. You just need to switch Dimension and Open up. Okay, so then Dimension will go... Uh, I'm sorry, Open will go into the fourth slot. Turns blue. Okay, and then Dimension into the fifth. Turns blue. And, and then after, nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying, then we get out. fucked, and it was actually white that we needed to be going for. <laughs> the stone begins to turn, the stone in the archway begins to turn blue and becomes to swirling energy of blue, like different shades of blue. And then hundreds of faded spirits fly out of the portal towards the tunnel, all zooming past you as quickly as they can. And you all kind of like dip and dive behind things like stalactites and stalagmites whenever one's on the bottom and then one kind of floats near you finch and then looks you like dead in the eyes and says thank you and then flies off i saw did i get a real like evil feeling off of no it you felt like it was genuine like you released them but it seemed like a good thing. Like yes. They're gentle ghosts. Yeah, they're very happy that you just let them go. Okay, cool. Is it a steady stream? Like, is it, yeah, like, it's, it's still, still going? It's still going. Um, and about five minutes after this kind of started, the portal, like the last one seems to come out and the portal quickly closes behind it. And they all just kind of zoom into like the top of the tunnel above. Like they go far and you don't see them anymore. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. So they were coming out of the portal yes. mm-hmm. into the tunnel. Out. Oh, okay. But that ghost felt good to him. Yeah, but they're... Like Patrick Swayze. Does the spirit energy feel more unbalanced than it was previously? I, I'm not I sure. mean, you never felt the spirit energy itself. Um, you were, how do we detect things like that? You were just like told about the balance yeah. issue, right? You were just told about the imbalance, like the report. So, you know, that's kind of a weird thing that just happened yeah i've never personally experienced anything like that right <laughs> no yeah it, it seemed okay though i want to say that seemed like maybe we just like freed some spirits like maybe something is trapping them down here for does that sound like anything anyone has any prior experience with trap spirits in a secret <laughs> portal door <laughs> Hidden in a cave in the mountains in a natural tunnel. There's a first for everything. There is. I just, so there is another tunnel though. Mm -hmm. You know, do we go find if there's another portal puzzle for us to solve and maybe kill ourselves with? I want to go get in that other tunnel. Yeah. I mean, I think we, we, we gotta go in that other tunnel. 
Will Finch and his fellow Crimson Command cadets find safety in the caverns of Calandria? Find out next time on The Four Orbs. Hi, I'm Drew. And I'm Landry. We're the hosts of You Simply Must. You Simply Must? What's that? It's a comedy podcast all about sharing things that we love with each other and sometimes with the guest. TV shows, food, games, movies, whatever. That's right. Think of it as Oprah's favorite things, but weekly and with more segments specifically designed to gaslight the other person. We release new episodes every Wednesday. You can find the show on iTunes or at yousimplymustpodcast.com. Hey, person hearing this ad, have you ever listened to our show? No. You Simply Must! Are you a lifelong fanboy, a new nerd, or are you just clueless and curious about all the comic book movie buzz and want to know more? Then tune in to Between the Cons, the twice-weekly podcast for Life Between Comic Cons, where Chris and friends discuss nerdy news. Why is it news. always Chris and friends? We have stupid nicknames that you made up for us. I'm going to start calling you Dr. Big Boy Pants. Where Chris, Chris 2, MF Dane, Mr. Naughty List, the Wonder Twins, Masterman Drabo, the Ginger Giant, and the Outlaw Steve Jr. Thank you. Discuss nerdy news, review movies, and dive deep into the big topics that encompass our fandoms. Subscribe today on iTunes and Google Play at BetweenTheCons.com.